Maybe it's a classic or maybe a flop. Has Katie seen it? She probably has not. She'll sit down and watch it if it's good or it's bad. Hey, have you seen this? No, Katie hasn't seen that. Hi, I'm Katie, and if I had a nickel for every time someone said to me, wait, you haven't seen this movie? Oh my god, you need to see this movie. I'd be very rich. So this is my podcast, where I finally watch those movies you all have told me I need to see, and I tell you what I think. As usual, keep in mind that spoilers are dead ahead. I haven't seen these movies, but I'm going to watch them and then tell you what I think. And there will be some spoilers in what I talk about. So just be warned. So you can't be mad at me. I'm telling you now, so you can't be mad at me, okay? I am back with a new episode. And today I am watching 12 Monkeys, which I get confused with Seven all the time. Seven also stars Brad Pitt. I'm pretty sure Brad Pitt is in this. And just because I saw a screenshot, I believe a very young Bruce Willis is also in this movie. It is from 1995. It is listed as a sci-fi thriller. And once again, this movie is two hours and 11 minutes long. Why are these movies so long? I guess that's not too bad, but does that automatically make it a classic? And you, you kind of go, yes, you need to see this. I know nothing about this movie. And the reason why is because, again, I get it confused with Seven all the time, which I have seen. What's in the box? And because I quoted it, you know that I've seen it. I'm going in totally blind to this one. I don't even know what the premise is. I don't know what the story is. I don't know what kind of sci-fi thrillerness we're gonna get into. But this movie has been recommended to me so many times. I love sci-fi, so maybe that's why. One of the posters has those monkey linking toys on it. Like the, the monkey toys that you had when you were a kid where they're plastic and you like make them hold hands. So maybe there's a lot of super cool sci-fi hand holding. Maybe there's future monkeys in this. Is there monkeys in 12 Monkeys? Is this like Planet of the Apes? I really hope it's not, but never say never with movies I know nothing about. I will say, I think this is the one that I'm most excited to watch so far in all of the Katie Hasn't Seen That episodes. I'm intrigued because I don't know much about it. I feel like nowadays when you watch trailers, you get so much spoilers. And whenever I go into a movie blind, it's pretty cool because I feel like I'm experiencing things for the first time without any sort of knowledge that could make me anticipate what's going to happen. So it makes the experience, I think, more exciting. But first, the reviews. This movie has an 8 out of 10 on Internet Movie Database, a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 74% on Metacritic. Do not know why the people on Metacritic were more upset about this movie. But that's some pretty high ratings again. Again, where's the Facebook reviews? Why did Forrest Gump get Facebook reviews, but 12 Monkeys just left in the dust? Apparently also, according to Google users, 88% liked this movie. I'm kind of excited about this. So I'm going to go watch this movie, and then I'm going to let you know what I think about 12 Monkeys. Okay, I watched 12 Monkeys, and let's talk about it. If there's anything that encapsulates a 90s post-apocalyptic movie, it's this. It was that weird kind of 90s sci-fi. And I think you all know what I'm talking about. There was a kind of sci-fi in the 90s that was kind of weird. And this was exactly that. It all starts with Bruce Willis. He's in like a cage. 
with his buddy next door with a kind of messed up face and he gets quote unquote volunteered. And then there's like a scene where he's just putting on what looks like a full body condom and goes up to the surface to get bugs because apparently a virus wiped out the entire Earth's population except for a select few that went underground, which is honestly hashtag too soon. Uh, it is April 18th in the year 2020. So I'm just going to leave that there. I will say I could have done with a lot less of Bruce Willis drooling, but did appreciate all of the Bruce Willis booty. I will say this and I will always say this. There's never enough male nudity in movies. There's always lady, lady nudity. And so I'm always appreciative when they get some, uh, some of the men in that action. So Bruce Willis was naked a lot. I was... This whole movie, he must have been naked for so many scenes, constantly being scrubbed down, putting on body condoms, and just, you know, full on rocking a, a bare a bear butt. So long story short, this movie's about people being sent back from the future to stop this virus or get more information about this virus so that they maybe can hopefully stop it. So Bruce Willis gets volunteered and he gets sent back. I guess his name is not Bruce Willis. In the movie, he's not Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis plays a character named James Cole, and he meets a character in an insane asylum because he gets in trouble when he gets sent back to the wrong year. He meets a character named Jeffrey, played by Brad Pitt. He has a psychiatrist who is played by Madeline Stowe, and it's this whole interworking where he's trying to figure out who caused this virus and maybe how to stop it. But it's kind of jumping back and forth between the 90s and the future, which is that kind of cyberpunk Technology has taken a step back, but we still have it kind of sci-fi. I won't lie to you all. I was like 100% sure Sylvester Stallone was in this movie. Spoiler alert, he was not. And I'm just going to say it. This movie was weird. It was a weird, weird movie. They use fisheye lens when they're in the insane asylum, which I thought was kind of cool because I'm like, ooh, it's all distorted. This movie was directed by Terry Gillum, and he is a member of Monty Python, and I love Monty Python. I grew up on Monty Python. This was such a weird movie that someone from Monty Python made. Though some of the way it was shot definitely reminded me of Monty Python-esque cinema. But this movie was not a comedy. It was more serious. So that's a fun fact. A guy from Monty Python directed this. This movie just felt really goofy at times. Like, and it wasn't supposed to be goofy. It was a bit campy. There's a moment where the psychiatrist finds a photo of Bruce Willis's character from like a 1920s World War One picture. And there was just stuff that happened that you could tell was supposed to be like a, a whoa, big reveal, but instead was kind of like, OK, I mean, how did you not notice that before? There are moments in this that I did like where Catherine Riley realizes that he is from the future, perhaps. And then she kind of goes along with Cole's schemes. Catherine Riley, Catherine Rally, Was it Rally? It might have been Rally. But just flat out, the movie was kind of weird. It was a little too long and it was kind of boring. And Brad Pitt's character, Jeffrey. I think Brad Pitt did a great job playing a somewhat unwell person. Not somewhat unwell, he was very unwell. But just all of it was kind of weird. The dialogue was kind of weird. This movie just was not what I expected it would be. It said in the beginning that it was based on a book and it kind of seems like they took a very complex idea from a book and tried to make a movie out of it but it just wasn't pieced together that well 
I love Bruce Willis. I love The Fifth Element. It felt like a B-rated Fifth Element kind of sci-fi. Fifth Element is 90s sci-fi that I love. This was like the 90s sci-fi that I kind of went, wait, people liked this? I just feel like this movie didn't quite work. And I've had a lot of people say, oh, you gotta see 12 Monkeys, it's a classic. But again, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed y'all made me watch this. Also a big win for me, there were monkeys. I don't know if it was just kind of like, we gotta insert some monkeys in there. I thought they were going the route of Outbreak, that movie where the monkeys started the virus. However, I don't think it was that. I think there were just monkeys because there, there was a budget for some wildlife for this movie. They really did love their zoo animals in this. So, so maybe they're just like, yeah, let, I, just throw some monkeys in there. We gotta deal with the animal guy. Also, we gotta talk about the ending, okay? It's like this whole buildup where you're trying to piece together what happened. And it's supposed to be this big twist where you think Jeffrey's the one who released this virus into the world. And the 12 monkeys, that whole concept this movie is based around, didn't even matter. It was this one crazy scientist who just decided to grow some beautiful, long ginger hair and release a virus into an airport. And I know the ending was supposed to be like a, oh my God, did you see what they did there? But I almost wish they had done an ending where like Bruce Wells was in a mental hospital and they did something like a usual suspects ending where like Kaiser Sosa just picked pieces from things in his environment. And I kind of wish they did that because I think it would have been better than what they did here. I do have a question. Was this a popular movie? Or is this just kind of one of those boondock saint kind of movies where it's kind of in the underground and people just loved it for other reasons? I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't like this one. So I gave it two out of 10 Bruce Willis mustaches, okay? I don't know who this movie was for, but they did make it. And it is something that is out there. So if you're looking for a movie that you wanna watch for two hours and 11 minutes with a sense of bewilderment, this is the movie for you. This concludes my watching of 12 Monkeys. I, I, can I trust you all to tell me what to watch? Okay, I, I need some suggestions for movies that I will like. Thank you all for listening. I hope to catch you in the next episode. And let's hope, let's pray to the movie gods that the next movie will be one that I like. If you want to hang out with me more, or if you just want to yell at me for my thoughts on a specific movie, I stream over on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash katiepetersplays. Also, feel free to follow and chat with me on Twitter at PlayKatiePlay and on Instagram at katiepetersplays. Music written and performed by Mark Can Do It. Katie Hasn't Seen That is a part of the Geek Generation Network. Until next time, keep your popcorn warm for me.